Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, this is Ray. I'm the presenter of this documentary. I wanted to let you know that there are some graphic descriptions of police violence in this documentary, so take care listening. From Vice and Rent 2020, London Borough of Culture, this is Vent Documentaries. Young people from one London borough telling you the stories that we care about. This is Series 3, where we're talking about justice. I'm Ray. I'm 17 and I'm an activist. This is my last year of school, and I'm thinking a lot about what I'm going to do when I leave. Ray, my friend, my... What was that name I called you two days ago? My my stepadoodle. <laughs> That's Lily, my best friend slash honorary careers advisor. You study, like, what is it, RS Media and French, right? I called her to do a big roundup of my options for the future. What do you want to do? Hmm, yeah. I've been thinking about that a fair bit. You know that I care about feminism yeah. and uh, racial inequality. You're the politician of our year group. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking I want to I wanna be a lawyer of some sort. The only thing I know about law yeah. Is that it's like medicine, right? And it takes like forever. I don't actually know what goes into law. Yeah. What do you even do to become like a lawyer? So you have to do a law degree. Okay, cool. And then you've got to do like a training contract and then an LPC. Not in that order, but basically at least like six years. So a pretty big ask. S- six years? Yeah. That's basically high school again. <laughs> You're right. That is basically high school again. And I don't like high school. <laughs> You already do a lot of, like, activism, right? Yeah. I feel like even outside of just the classroom, you tend to raise a lot of awareness, right? I love it, by the way. You can keep keep, keep doing oh. that. Do you think, like, it will be, like, to do with your activism? Being a lawyer, you, you might have to sacrifice a lot of a lot of your values and that kind of stuff. That's, like, the thing that I'm concerned about is, do I have to stop being so outspoken? Because... If it's as corporate as I've seen on TV and heard from people, then I kind of don't want to go into that. But if it's, like, awesome and I get to help people, then sign me up for that. How are you going to, like, work out whether or not you want to be, like, a lawyer? What's your what's your big man plan? 
Well, you know, you know, I like to plan. You I like, like to plan a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a two-stage plan for this. Oh, yes, it's in stages, so you know it's legit. <laughs> so the first stage of my plan involves me doing a week's worth of work experience at a law firm, so I know what it's going to be like. Cool. And then the other part of my plan, which is the one I'm more excited about. I'm going to be using this documentary to meet human rights lawyers and basically try and figure out if you can be an activist and a lawyer at the same time. Oh my god, a master plan! Da, 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 da. Okay, commencing stage one. Da, 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 da. So it's my first day uh, of work experience, which is something I never thought I'd be saying. <laughs> I was introduced to the lawyer that I'm going to be working with. He's, he, he seems like a nice guy, but I'm just really, really awkward. So, like, the experience is going to be really fun, I can tell. I have to go to another meeting. Um, so it's just going to be me in a room full of, full of people I don't know and people that don't know me. And I'm just not going to be saying anything like I'm some kind of ghost. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It's so weird and awkward doing work experience. Everyone is so professional. And also, almost everyone is white. Time for stage two. Use my connections with Vice to land me interviews with cool lawyers who are more like me. Knowing your rights is an important thing. And if you choose law, I mean, then you understand these are my rights and how can I help other people to enforce their rights as well? This is Abdullah Khalid. He's a trainee lawyer with the Justice First Fellowship, a project that supports people from diverse backgrounds into social justice law. If I'm going to try to be a lawyer activist, social justice law is one of the places I might end up. I wasn't planning on doing law, so I was a refugee before uh, coming to the UK. Um, yes. I used to live in Pakistan. Abdullah had to flee Afghanistan with his family when he was pretty young. So he basically grew up as a refugee in Pakistan. He moved to the UK for university. My whole idea was I was quite into IT side of things. Mm. Everybody's uh, in my family is all into IT. My brothers are all IT data scientists and, and the rest. So with my family, it's the same. Mm -hmm. I'm also like the one that kind of decided I want to do law. <laughs> what was your particular reason to becoming a lawyer in the first place? When I came up here, I saw how law affects the day-to-day -day living of everybody, how it affects you. A lot of Afghans here, when I saw them, were uh, sort of grappling and tackling with their status. Yes. Oh, I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for my documentation. I cannot travel. I cannot drive. I cannot work. I realize, I mean, we're talking about integration nowadays. How can mm. people get integrated in society if you're actively discouraging them from getting into the society? Definitely. Comparing to what my experience was in Pakistan there, we were very undocumented. We never had any sort of formal documentation, no jobs or whatever, no education. There was no formal understanding. We were just living there, but there was no sort of identity to us. When I came up here, I realized how you have certain rights that as a citizen, you will get everywhere. Abdullah saw that in the UK, there are all these laws designed to protect citizens' rights. 
but lots of people struggle because they need someone to help them access and understand them. For Abdullah, that's where being a lawyer comes in. I see myself quite a, a facilitator of doing all those things for the client which they cannot do at the same time. They kind of get a report from a psychiatrist. They don't know how the process works in terms of putting in an appeal to the tribunal. Mm. They don't know what to say. All they can say is this is what, what's affecting them on day to day. And they can just tell them their side of the story. Yes. Basically, a lot of our clients say they will apply for benefit and they wouldn't know the the procedure afterwards. So they will apply and then if they get refused and that's it, they will give up at that point saying there's no other remedies available. Whereas obviously you can go through the procedure of um, asking for uh, for a review or going through a tribunal and mostly 70 or 80% those decisions can be overturned. Yes. So if you know the procedure and if you can challenge those procedures, so you would be successful at the end of it, your sort of guidance and help will change their whole lifestyle in terms of bringing that extra income to their lifestyle and how can that affect them is quite huge for them. Abdul is kind of like a superhero helping people break through all these walls of complicated admin that separate them from their human rights. Awesome. There are several cases that have stuck with me um, and have been forever imprinted on my mind. But the one that does come to mind is the case of Christopher Older. This is Professor Leslie Thomas QC. He's a barrister at Garden Court Chambers, which basically means that he's a big deal. He told me about another cool way that lawyers can help people. When the people who are meant to be enforcing laws and protecting human rights become the supervillains and abuse their power. You know how recently the world has been touched by the death of George Floyd, who died yes. under the knee of a white police officer? Yes. 20 years ago, Christopher Older died with five white police officers standing around him, laughing and joking when he was on the cold custody floor in Hull Police Station with his trousers and underpants down around his thighs. No dignity. He was handcuffed on his front gurgling, struggling to breathe with these officers around him, none of them rendering him any assistance at all. He was like an animal on the floor and it's all captured on CCTV and you hear him die. You hear, you hear him and you see him die. You see him take his last breath before the officers are spurred into any action. Christopher, before he had been taken to the, the police station, had got into a dispute in a nightclub and had been punched, taken to a hospital. He was suffering from concussion and was acting in a very erratic way. He wasn't being disruptive because he was bad. He was, he was being disruptive at the hospital because he had a head injury. The police treated him with absolutely no compassion whatsoever, took him to the police station, left him on the floor like a sack of potatoes and watched him die. Leslie's career has been built upon buying injustices perpetrated by the state. 
He represented Christopher Older's family in the inquest into his death. Each of the police officers had their own barrister, so there's five immediately there. Leslie was his one lawyer, fighting for Christopher's family against a whole team of lawyers employed to protect the police. He's kind of like a superhero too. What happened in the end was the jury were outraged. Yes. Let me tell you, I shed tears the first time I watched that CCTV of Christopher dying before me. Yes. But so did the jury. When the jury saw that, they cried openly. There were members of the jury who were bawling because it was so tragic. Yes. Ultimately, the jury did the right thing and they found that Christopher Older had been unlawfully killed by the police by reason of gross negligence and being left to choke on his own blood, essentially. Leslie won the case. But the same year that Christopher Older was unlawfully killed, 1998, 69 other people died in police custody. Do lawyers like Leslie ever get disillusioned fighting these individual cases when the system itself seems to be stacked against marginalised people? Somebody has to do it and do it well. And I would much rather lawyers who think like me, who understand the issues, who come from a lack of privilege, arguing the cause of people similar to me than to have somebody else argue it on our behalf. You have the fight to make the point because even though you might lose, you might make a small inroad that the next person who comes along and fights that fight the small inroad that you made, even though you have sustained a loss, might make it easier for them. Yes. You know, eventually sufficient inroads become a groove. A groove becomes a channel. A channel becomes a river. Yes. And the river eventually becomes such a mighty torrent that, the, you know, justice just has to come flowing through. I see myself as an activist, a human rights activist, um, a, a barrister warrior, and um, fighting for the cause of the underdog. I don't represent the state. The state has enough resources and enough good lawyers to have um, representation on their behalf. Leslie made me feel that being a lawyer is an awesome way of bringing about real change. But... Back of my work experience... Work experience, day two. What I have to do is just write a... a very long email. I looked at the bill a little bit and my mind exploded. Work experience day three. I went through the bill. It's and just full of lots and lots of definitions and things and, that might not be and there. just like circling around what they actually want. Like say. work experience day four. Oh my God. 
work experience day five and it's just so frustrating because you've got to think so much what about like mind meaning conjunction because it's like, like no class. teenager ever likes going through loads and loads and loads of pages i'm starting to suspect that being a lawyer doesn't involve quite as much courtroom drama as i was hoping that's next even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're back. We run in some outreach and immigration advice work over the telephone, so I would be taking calls from 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock. This is Syrah. Full name Syrah Javed. She's an immigration solicitor. When I spoke to Syrah, I was feeling pretty bored at my work experience. I asked her to describe a day in her life, and let's just say it didn't fill me with hope. There are very many documents making notes of the unglamorous uh, aspects of it all. Immigration forms, laborious. Checking and double checking, and triple checking all the immigration requirements. Printing out those emails. Keeping your file up to date. <laughs> making notes of your attendances. And I haven't even started on the wonderful legal aid forms. Anyone wanting to become a lawyer, please have lots of admin skills. Life is admin. The thing is, even when she is absolutely drowning in admin, Cyrus still loves being a lawyer. Each and every single small of those tasks, I think, it does help someone have representation, someone have help, uh, and someone have access to justice. Cyrus works at JCWI, Joint Council for the Welfare of Immigrants. It's this very cool charity that does a bunch of different things, all aimed at forming a fair and just immigration system in the UK. I interviewed Sarah with her colleague Mary. I'm a campaigner at JCWI, so I work kind of between the legal and the policy departments to support people who want to speak out. So a lot of it is in supporting them to write to their MP, meet their MP, speak out in the media, just kind of build momentum for change. You've missed the part where you're also reporting on all the work that you're doing and creating reports and wonderful flowcharts. Chart- oh yeah, thank you, yes. Syrah <laughs> and Mary are this kind of rad tag team at JCWI. Each case that we do work on, we collate um, those case studies together, you know, both teams to identify particular trends, what is happening on the ground, and then come together to seek what course of action we can take. Sometimes that may mean challenging a particular rule through courts. That Cyrus thing. Or it may mean from the policy end to highlight what those issues are to particular MPs that are interested to work with us, which would be really what the policy team does. And that's Mary's thing. So it, it kind of somewhat comes together to, I guess because we're in COVID times, to attack a virus by, by different, med- different medications in different ways. 
I just caught the immigration rules, just compared it to COVID. Yes, I did that. <laughs> I wanted to see where Sarah sat on the very legitimate can lawyers be activist spectrum. As a lawyer, you value the representation that you're giving to your individual client. And as my caseload was developing and I was doing more and more work, I started getting really the feeling that, yes, I'm winning on an individual basis, but there are so many more aspects of the system that is frustrating. I wanted to be part of a organisation that was able to highlight those issues and that was bringing about wider change. So... Maybe it was the, the activism in me, but I still am a lawyer, so I, I tend to put more barriers towards the activism than, uh, than the actual activism. I asked Sarah what she meant by this. As lawyers, we have an inbuilt faith in our judicial system. That is what our shield as well as our sword is. Mm. Challenge a particular rule or some or, or particular wrong through, through that system, but that can be a very slow process. There are legal thresholds and the way legal arguments develop, how particular definitions um, that need to be met, which has its limitations. Mm. You're working in that maze, in that structure, which at times can be frustrating because something that is, which you know, like really deep down, this is, this is a complete wrong. But the government has met those legal thresholds. They're justified to do that. Where someone like me wouldn't think twice about shouting at an MP or rage tweeting that something was absolute bullshit. The lawyer in me will will look at all the other alternatives and want <laughs> and what and, and not want, wish to make a generalized view. So if I become a lawyer, will I have to become less outspoken? about my values and beliefs. What you want to do as a lawyer, you want to be able to persuade. Leslie Thomas. It becomes difficult to persuade if you are, if you are seen to have too, too extreme a view. I'm assuming that since you're so well acquainted with the recent events that you've come across the term ACAB, which means all cops are bastards. As a lawyer, if you held a view like that, would you still be able to express yourself uh, if you were to hold such a, such a view? I pick my battles very carefully. I choose the battles that I think are likely to be effective and to achieve the greatest results. Yes. Unless there's a good reason, I don't fight cases that I think will damage the causes that I think I want to pursue. Do you ever feel constrained in any way by working within the institution of the law? The answer is, of course I do, because law and justice are not the same thing. You know, you can have unjust laws which mean that um, people don't get the decisions or the results that they should get. You know, I have watched with admiration 
protesters who have managed to move things. Take in Bristol, yes. for example, mm. the statue of Coulston. It takes the death of a black man on the streets of Minneapolis who dies under a white police officer's knee, begging for his life and calling out for his dead mother. Yes. For a movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, to gain traction across the globe and on the streets of the UK and for um, Black Lives Matter protesters to pull down that statue in Bristol. That is working outside the system and that has achieved so much more than I ever achieved in terms of saying, well, I really believe that these statues should come down. You can't rely on just the existence of the law to be a source of justice. Syra Javid. There are exemptions from those laws. Are they justified? There is application of that particular law. And unfortunately, there are laws that exist that are not justified, are not humane. That is probably why you have lawyers and activists and, you know, even wonderful journalists in our society, which are there trying to to see and highlight the inhumanity that exists. Society changes. Our moralities change. And what laws have existed previously may no longer be acceptable to society now. And change will not come about um, just because by our legislators and our representatives in parliament. It has to be pushed through. It has to be highlighted. Fact, statistics, case studies have to be shown. Sometimes it takes place through the courts, um, but sometimes it takes place through activism. All the life experiences that you have will help you in being a better lawyer. Hmm. Detours are fine. (laughs) I think detours are not only acceptable, they're good. I was a journalist and I was an activist and I kind of was an advocate working with people in immigration detention. But like so many of those things weren't my career. Like that was volunteering and just activism on the side. But all of those things taught me things that are useful every day. People come to law later in life, but people also have a legal background and then end up doing any number of different things. Like just because you've done a law degree doesn't mean that you have to be a solicitor working for the rest of your life, but it's also just really good knowledge for any other, for lots of other types of things that you might want to do. How was your, how's your master plan? What are your conclusions Mm -hmm. of your experiment? Uh, so, so I kind of feel really optimistic about being, uh, being a lawyer now. Really? Yeah, because, like... That's good. Part of why I, I think it's a good idea is because I get to help people that, like, need help. Like, people that need the law to be enforced for them. Mm. Because, you know, it's, it's, for both of us, it's quite difficult to understand. That's true. And, um, <laughs> I also get to hold the state accountable for all the 
nefarious shit that they do, mm. which is always a good thing. I think that's I think that's a great thing. And like a lot of the skills that I I can get from being a lawyer, I can apply that to a different job. And that's something that that makes me feel really relieved because it's not as like you know. Obviously, I'm gonna need to be devoted to my job, but I'm not gonna be like I'm not gonna be shackled to it, basically. Yeah. I was wondering if、um, you had any questions or, or advice for me. I do. Where do you see yourself? What's your dream? What's your ambition? If if I were to put it bluntly, I want to be you. <laughs> That's very kind of you to say, but. Um, my advice would be: Go ahead. You, you don't want to be、um, me. You want to be the best version of you you can be. Stand on the work that I've done. Stand on my shoulders, and you know, help others along the way to achieve social justice. Because that's what this is about, really. Using the law、yes. to build a better society. The law is an instrument of, of、um, change, and it should be used in that way. Work experience day six. I was told that that the way I write seems pretty natural, and that's really important if you if you want to be a lawyer, which is just okay. Well, thank you for thank you for the unexpected compliment. I seem to be doing pretty well. Thank you for listening to Vent Documentaries. I'm Ray. Vent Documentaries is produced by Jess Lawson and Arlie Adlington, with help from Amelia Gill, Marie Medjid, and Kamaya Shea. If you become a lawyer, can I hire you for like a discounted price? No comment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course you can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our music is from WMP Studios. Then is a collaboration between Vice and Brent 2020, London Borough of Culture. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers, and if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient. Which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to eighty-nine percent off USPS and UPS rates, and with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over one million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.